I pressed record. Okay. I have also pressed record. Okay. And then we'll do a countdown. So three, two, one, go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, But we have to do it at the same time, right? No, I do it and then you do it and then you'll just be able to listen for that and you'll be able to like sync it up that way. Okay. It's just so you can find the like starting place. Okay. Gotcha. So do we have to do it again or am I good? <laughs> So I'm going to say it, and then you say it, and then start after you say it. Okay. All right? Yeah. But we're you're, you're losing some golden stuff here, though. I'm recording right now. <laughs> okay. Are you recording? I am. Well, this is good, then. We'll include okay. it. All right, great. It shows how big of an idiot I am. <laughs> It'll make your listeners feel at ease, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> you're, just one, you know, you're just like everybody else. Uh, a total idiot, yeah. So wait, do we have to... (laughs) I think we're good, right? I'll figure it out. Okay. Okay, welcome to episode four of Strangers in My Life. Mary is with me today from, you're, you guys are in Prague, right? Yes, in Czech, Prague. Czech Republic. Yes. Um, and we'll get into what you're doing over there. But uh, I guess I should get the kind of pre-show business out of the way. Mary, do you know we're on iTunes now? I do know. I have subscribed on iTunes. Oh, you're, so you're the one. I'm I'm the one subscriber. No, I mean, I'm such an idiot when it comes to this stuff. I have no idea how to even see how many subscribers there are. I don't know. There might be one. There might be three. I, I feel that they should be sending you that information. Yeah, like a update. Yeah. Well, yeah, okay. So we're on iTunes. I have a link on the website to the iTunes thing. I'm not sure how all that works, but it, it exists and it apparently works, which is good. And then also, uh, yeah, speaking of the website, simlpodcast.com. And then also I have to whore myself out a little bit. We have the contribute page now. So if you want one of those posters that Christopher Pollard designed, you can still get one. Or you can chip in like a dollar, you know, whatever. Okay, so Mary, I was, so what time is it there? It's like uh, early evening. Yeah, it's like 5.20 here. It's 5.20. It's 10 o'clock here, which is not my usual wake-up time, especially on a Sunday. Yeah. But well, I, I appreciate you uh, waking up early for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I should be waking up at this time. This is what, like, normal people do, you know? Yeah. But I, I kind of stayed up late because I was watching the hockey game, you know, the Stanley Cup final, and that, of course, went to an overtime and my plan all day was to watch that game and then watch my Iron Sheik DVD. Oh, okay. And I still, you know, I, I don't know about you, but when I get like a plan for the day, and I don't normally plan them out, but when I do have a plan, like nothing's going to throw the plan off. I'm still going to do all of the things I want to do, even if it like bites me because I'm supposed to be going to bed early or something. Okay, okay. But I watched yeah. my Iron Sheik DVD and then I went into bed 
and I have a hard time falling asleep, and then I start thinking about a lot of things, like my brain won't turn off, you know? Like you were thinking about Iron Sheik or well, other things? Well, yeah, like stupid things. You know, I start thinking about Iron Sheik, and I start thinking about like, oh, my rib kind of hurts, you know, and then I go on WebMD, and I'm looking at what that might, like, that's a bad idea. You should never go on WebMD right before bedtime. Yeah, it sort of sounds like sleeping is maybe just boring to you. Like you would rather be on the internet yeah. than sleeping. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, I'm I'm up and I'm functional and I'm happy to be doing the Skype, which I just got yesterday. And you said that you thought that was kind of funny because you guys being over there, right? You're probably on the Skype all the time talking with, well, you said right before we talked, right, that you were talking with family members. Yeah, for Father's Day. Oh, that's some, nice. Some Skype sessions. Skype set. How like how often are you guys doing the Skype? Um, I actually don't do it that often. Um, Paul usually Skypes with his parents every weekend. Mhm. Um, I'm more like maybe every other weekend, like my parents or my sister. Um, one of my sisters. My other sister does not have the internet, so that's a little bit trickier. Wow. See, now I feel better about myself because even though I'm just now on the Skype, I do have the internet. You're, yeah, you're more advanced than, yeah. <laughs> than my middle sister. <laughs> Why doesn't she have the internet? Um, I think they don't want to pay for it. Yeah. Uh, they don't have cable or the internet. I think they're just not that interested in it and they just don't want to pay for it. They're, they have like a, a young family, so they have children and Are they sort of thing. like living in the woods or something? Um, well, they were living in, like, the middle of nowhere, Wisconsin. Right. Uh, Mayville, Wisconsin. Um, and now they've just moved to Finley, Ohio. Wow. Yeah. That that sounds like the middle of the woods still. Um, I think it's, like, slightly bigger than <laughs> Mayville, but still. I mean, I think they like being in the yeah. middle of the woods. They enjoy that, but it's okay. not for everyone. No, 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 no. Um well, I guess we should kind of, well, I mean, we've, we've been talking, but we should kind of get started, I suppose. And I I have a note to myself, behave yourself, Ron, because if you don't, like, basically we're recording our audio separately because Mary said that recording through the Skype is no good, right? Yes, that's so, what I've heard. Yeah, so we're recording the audio separately, and then Mary has to send me, like, her half of the audio. And I said, behave yourself, Ron, because if you don't, then Mary's not going to send you her half of the audio. Oh, it's true. I could I could withhold my audio. Yeah, and then if you do that, I'll still feel compelled to like post my half, which could be kind of interesting to listen to. It might even be better if you're just like <laughs> maybe have John like fill in like <laughs> right. what he thinks I was saying in right. like the empty spaces. And it'll be kind of like a, a mystery science theater type thing. That would be funny. That'd but no, I'll, I'll behave myself. Um, Mary, you have the, I guess we could call it an honor, of being the first female guest on the podcast. Oh, it's tr- all right. That's true. Yeah. If So if people are tired of like all the raging testosterone. Bro talk. Bro talk. This, uh, this will give you some additional flavor. Some... I, I'm, a, I'm a bit of a bro, but not much. So you think you are? I mean, I do, I do watch wrestling. I've been on uh, the wrestling podcast a few times. Yeah, which it's, is funny because, like, you know, you're a very attractive 
woman, right? Like, uh, looking at you, people probably wouldn't guess that girl really likes professional wrestling. No, I don't think that anyone would ever <laughs> guess that yeah. about me. Well, how, how did, you know, I'm kind of curious, uh, like how we've talked, I mean, we don't know each other very well at all. Um, but I do know that about you, that you were, were, or I guess still are, right, interested in professional wrestling. But how did that come about for you? Did you have like brothers or something or? Um, no, I, you know, I've actually been, I've wondered this myself. But I, I have two sisters. Um, I've been sort of trying to figure out, like, when I was... So I got into wrestling when I was, like, around 12. Mm -hmm. And around that time, I was really into, like, aggressive male just everything. Like, I loved Henry Rollins. Mm -hmm. um, I loved new metal. And I loved wrestling. And I don't know. I think maybe I was just kind of angry at that point in my life. I don't know what it was exactly. Yeah. But I was just really attractive to like that sort of thing. And then also the part of wrestling that I really like is the storyline. Right. Um, and so originally I think it just, yeah, it was just the sort of thing that I was into at that time. And then I kind of grew out of it. I didn't watch wrestling for a long time after that until I met Paul. Mm -hmm. And uh, Paul, who is my husband. And on our uh, first date, after our date <laughs> ended, he kind of said... Well, I have some friends coming over to watch Monday Night Raw, so you don't have to go home, but, uh, you know, that's that's going to be happening. And so, uh, yeah, I stayed. I was like, yeah, I used to watch wrestling. Like, that's fine. And um, that's kind of how I got into it again. So when you were first watching it or first interested in it, that was when you were, what, in, like, high school? Like, middle, middle school and, like, maybe, like, when I was a freshman in high school, but I was probably already like outgrowing it by then. Like who who was big at the time? Who were your favorites? My favorite was Edge. Right, Edge. Of course, because he was the sexiest uh, superstar. And he had like, you know, because you were talking about maybe being interested in wrestling because you were angry or whatever, or that mm -hmm. might have been part of it. He had like that really kind of brooding personality. He was... Yeah, he was, I mean, he was basically, like, goth. So all the right. kind of, like, like I liked the headbangers. Oh, yeah. I liked yeah. Edge. Mosh and um, Thrasher. Yeah, I liked uh, all the vampire ones. I can't even remember. Gangrel. Gangrel. Yeah. yeah, and uh, his whole uh, crew. Um, the, the brood. Yeah, so I, like, I liked all the kind of, like, gothy sort of wrestlers. Cool. Uh, yeah, I don't want to spend too much time talking about wrestling because I feel like it's a very niche thing and I really love it and you like it and a lot of yeah. our fr mutual friends like it. But I feel like most of the people think we're big idiots right now, you know, like they, I think <laughs> so, too. But I always say, you know, like, give it a chance. Like, right. if you have friends who watch it, like you should watch with them because I think wrestling is like fascinating. It's basically like improv every night. It's right. really funny. Like there's you can draw so many like allegories or, you know, just bigger things to like life as and I think you're missing out if you don't at least give it a chance. It's not for everyone, but like if you can find like the humor in wrestling, like I think you really will enjoy it. Yeah, I'm glad you point that out because I was trying to think the other day, uh, you know, what it is exactly that appeals to me about wrestling. And that's what I settled on. I mean, in addition to some of those other things you mentioned, it's definitely the humor, um, especially at like 80s wrestling, where everything was so cartoony. I think 
you know, superficially, you could kind of dismiss it as being a joke. You know, this is stupid. Right. Uh, it's like just for kids. But watching it now as an adult, it strikes me as brilliant in terms of its humor and what people like the personas and everything. And uh, so that's my selling point to people now is I really play up like the humor angle. Yeah, like it's fun. Right. Yeah. Why? Why wouldn't you like this? Come on. Exactly. Stop being a yeah cult- yeah. Turn it around on them. <laughs> right. What? Stop being a cultural <laughs> elitist and enjoy it. Exactly. Um, so Mary, I alluded to the fact that we don't really know each other super well, really not well at all. I mean, um, who? Like, do you remember the first time we met each other? I was actually it- do. I was thinking about this because I knew we'd be doing the podcast. Yeah. Um, we were at a party. Um, I think it was at Mariel and Carl's apartment. Okay. Um, in DeKalb. And uh, you were hanging out with Carly. I think I had maybe like just met Carly like a week or so before. And I mm-hmm. remember uh, I remember you were drinking. You had like a bottle of Jack Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and you're hanging out with Carly. So I was like, these are, you know, these are good indicators of uh, <laughs> the type of person I should be talking to. And I remember that we talked about I had just... Um, like downloaded uh, Beyonce, uh, what was it like I am Sasha Fierce? And I was telling you like, oh, you have to listen to like single ladies and diva, <laughs> like the only two like singles on the album. But I was like, oh my god, it's so good. So that's, I mean, at least that's my memory of the first time that yeah. we met. Yeah, I remember that, and I, I think th- yeah, that's my first memory too. And were you a John? Was John Prisney there too? Oh, probably. I had probably gone with. John Prisney, because this was, actually, I'm trying, yeah, I think this was, like, um, when I first started, like, almost as soon as I started going to college, I had a mm-hmm. boyfriend, so I right. never really went to parties, and so this was sort of, like, the first time that I was really single, so it was, right. like, the first time that I had gone to parties. Like, you're gonna just figure out what all this is about, and what people yeah, are well, up to, yeah. and sort of, like, you know, like, I looked around, and I was like, oh, I've kind of forgotten to make friends, and... <laughs> Right. <laughs> Do things outside of being in a relationship. Yeah. So, yeah, it was just, you know, you, like when you're single, that's what you do. You go out, um, meet people, and yeah, so that's kind of, I was trying to do that, so. Yeah, it's interesting because re- you really do, or not just you, but I mean, people in general, you can really get in this, like, relationship bubble. Yeah, Where, totally. you know, especially if, uh, like, you're, the guy you were dating when you started college, was he at Northern too, or was he living somewhere else? Um, well, so this, well, so when I went, when I first started going to NIU, I was dating someone who lived in Chicago, but we broke up like right around when I, basically when I started going there because neither of us had a car and it was kind of like this, this isn't going to work anymore. Right, right. Um, and so then, um, I think like maybe a few months after that, I started dating someone that I met at NIU and then we dated for like two years, I think. Oh, Wow. That would that's pretty substantial. Yeah. <laughs> so um, and then because we only really hung out like one time kind of together. Yeah, we had like one epic hangout. Yeah, because it, it was really like a, a commitment and an investment, you know, because we went to see uh, what it was Macbeth, right? Like a modern yeah like a modern kind of adaptation or version of Macbeth in Chicago. And Mm -hmm. we had to get on a bus 
in yeah. DeKalb. And for people who don't know, it's, I mean, it's not like, it's not that long of a trip, but it was a whole day thing because we had to leave, get on the bus. What was it? Was it your like, you were taking Chaucer at the time or Shakespeare? I was taking both. And then I, I dropped Chaucer because uh, it was a terrible class and I hated it. Right. But so I was still able to get um, basically the school because I was an English major. So the English department was offering these free tickets to go see Shakespeare at the Shakespeare Theater in Chicago. So it's through my Shakespeare class, I think, that I ultimately ended up getting the tickets. Yeah, because I remember uh, you were like not going to the Chaucer class. And I think I think you emailed me and you said, I'm not going to the Chaucer class anymore. So I'm not sure if we're going to be able to go to the play. And I think ultimately what happened was like you decided we'll just kind of wing it and we basically like we didn't we didn't sneak on the bus exactly but you kind of had to do this whole like thing with the Chaucer teacher right I remember he well I I had dropped the class I had officially dropped the class but I think that he didn't know that because when we were getting on the bus he was like oh I haven't seen you in class for a while right and uh and I didn't want to like tell him to his face like oh well I dropped your class because I hate it so much (laughs) Uh, so I don't know what I probably just lied to him or something. And we just like got on the bus and it felt it felt somehow illegal. It did. But so we get on the bus and we've got to go to Chicago and you know the way these kind of school trips work is that they give you a bunch of time to go cause trouble or do whatever you're going to do. Yeah. And then and then there's the actual event, right? The play, and then you've got to take the bus home. So it ends up being this whole day thing which was interesting because we didn't really know each other and so you don't know like okay what am I getting myself into you know yeah was that like a terrible experience for you no no it was it was a really good experience (laughs) but well you know what the thing was because you were living I mean well you live in Wisconsin right so we met and then I had this job where I was working in the computer lab at school oh right right and I mean this is like quote-unquote working because there was never actually any work to do so I would just be online all the time right so we had spent <laughs> like a, a lot of time like talking to each other but this was our this was like yeah maybe one of our only times actually like hanging out in person yeah that's a good point because we did email a lot in like uh like Gchat or something. Right. Yeah. So I wasn't really like a complete stranger. <laughs> I, no. I, and, and like you said, I mean, when we initially met each other, I was with Carly, who maybe you didn't know super well at the time, but you knew her well enough that she kind of by proxy could vouch for me. Right. 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 Like, don't worry. He's not a serial killer. Right. Was that, Mary, I've always kind of wondered, I don't know if this is like an awkward question, but was that like a date thing or was that like a, just a hangout thing? You know, to me, I like looking back, like in hindsight, it was like, it seemed like a total, like totally like a date. Yeah. But at the time, like I was thinking of it as a hangout. Right. I was thinking like, this is like this really cool opportunity to go do this thing. And like, who would want to do this thing with me? And I thought you would want to do this thing. And so I just thought it would be really fun. Yeah. Um, And, you know, and but like, yeah, so it was this like all day thing. Like we had to get dressed up like. Right. (laughs) And Like, yeah, like looking (laughs) looking back on it, I'm like, okay, yes, this clearly looked like a date. And maybe I was not like clear enough that like I was thinking we were like hanging out. Right. But that's always been like my own issue, too, is that I kind of assume things 
a lot, especially when meeting people for the first time or, you know, the uh, kind of the start of a relationship, whether the other person's thinking of it as like a platonic thing, you know, like I'm always kind of reading into things saying, oh, maybe this is a date. And then I don't know, like I get really kind of uh, like bipolar isn't the best word (laughs) probably, but do you know what I mean? Like I, I have these modes where I assume, oh, this must be a date. Right. And then that means I'm bringing all this baggage to it immediately, which kind of dooms things from the beginning. Uh, But then I get in other modes where I think, oh, this couldn't possibly be a date. You know, like I get really uh, like self-deprecating, you know, and I say, oh, oh, this person, like I've been hanging out with this person recently and like we did a few things, which I guess to other people, they were clearly dates, you know, but like I went along for the first few weeks kind of assuming that there's there was no way they could be dates yeah you know like oh that part i find this person really attractive and she's smart and she's funny there's no way she would be going on these like dates you know they just must be hangouts because she's bored (laughs) (laughs) so like i have this whole complex in trying to figure out is something you're too much in your head yeah i well how do you fix that i mean just i think just by being like more blunt right like i think you just have to be like look, I'm just going to, like, overanalyze this. Like, is this a date or is this not a date? And so that's not, like, a weird thing to do? If somebody said that to you, you would think, like, that's actually kind of, uh, like, a relief that they're just being honest and upfront about it? Yeah, I mean, you know, for me, it's kind of funny because I've never really gone on dates. Right. Like, I would always just kind of, like, I would meet somebody and then we'd start hanging out and then we'd be dating. Yeah, well, like... Your first date with Paul, who's now your husband, included yeah. watching wrestling with wrestling. Uh, all of his friends. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, um, and I think, too, like my kind of misreading of that, this is getting into like this is kind of therapy in a way now. No, but, I mean, no, it's totally fine. But like my misreading of that situation, like I think ultimately caused problems in terms of like how we still could have been friends or even, you know, Paul, because I really liked Paul. Um, I mean, I didn't know him super well either, but we had a lot of mutual friends and I always liked him. But I think when you started kind of dating Paul, like I somehow felt betrayed, which is ridiculous, you know, now that I'm looking at it with, you know, some perspective. But at the time, like that's how I felt. And, you know, there's no reason I should have felt that way because we went to like we did one thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we did one thing. I don't I know mean, why. I that's, that's how I always kind of felt was I was, like, so confused because I was like, I don't understand, like, what I did wrong. Right. Yeah, um, nothing. Nothing. You didn't yeah. do anything <laughs> wrong. But, you know, I think it took me a long time. And I don't know why I... Uh, I it wasn't that I was, like, obsessive about it or thinking about it a long time. But, like, periodically, you know, I'd think, like, oh... Yeah, there was there was that Mary person. What happened there? Oh, yeah, you completely were an idiot, you know, and uh, she didn't do anything wrong. But I think for a long time I had, like, convinced myself that it wasn't that way, you know, yeah. and I, I felt like somehow slighted. or And I kept thinking about, and I'm not saying this, you should, you absolutely didn't do anything wrong. Don't feel bad. But, you know, like, like you said, I get in my own head and I started having these flashbacks to, like, this experience I had in sixth grade <laughs> where... <laughs> Where I had this really good friend and uh, like we played baseball together, uh, you know, like on the same team and all that. And we hung out all the time. And, you know, he was like one of my best friends. And in sixth grade at my school, we had this trip. I think it was in the springtime where uh, 
most of the sixth graders, we'd all go away to this kind of, uh, I don't know, thinking back on it now, it's kind of weird, but it was like some weird, uh, creepy college type. They called it a college, but it was in like the middle of the woods. And we would do all these kind of nature activities. Like you had to learn how to use a compass and it was kind of, kind of like boy scouty, uh, but it included girls too, you know, like I said, a lot of the sixth graders would go. And I remember at the time I had this huge crush on this girl. Uh, I guess maybe I'll leave her last name out, but I like her last name. I like saying her first name, uh, Jana, which is kind of a weird, okay. that's a weird name, right? Jana. Yeah. But anyway, I had this huge crush on her and I would talk to my friend, you know, the baseball friend all the time about like, oh, I like her. I like her. I like her. And then on that trip to GWC, something like they were somehow talking behind my back and uh, like kindled up a sixth grade romance, you know, which includes like making bracelets or something. I don't even know. Friendship bracelets? Yeah. (laughs) But I remember riding back, you know, uh, from that thing, like after the week or after the weekend, we all get back on the bus and we go back to our town and I remember just sitting on the bus, like looking out the window, thinking like, what went wrong? You know, because they were sitting together, like making bracelets on the bus or something. And for some reason, like I always, con- <laughs> I always conflated that experience with I, like, like triggered that. Well, Paul and I have never made bracelets together. <laughs> no, um... I know. And that's the thing. Like, I like both of you much more than I liked either of these people from the sixth grade story. But, it, you know, for whatever reason, I kind of com- conflated those two things. And really, it did take me a long time. And it wasn't. Again, I wasn't like obsessing over it, sitting down, thinking about it eight hours a day or something, but just periodically kind of revisiting the whole thing in my mind to realize like those were totally different things. Like you didn't have anything uh, there were you know, like you didn't promise anything. We weren't in a relationship or anything like I just assumed we were on a date and it probably wasn't, you know, like I should have yeah. just been more honest or upfront. So, you know, I've kind of like. I haven't really, I don't think I've seen you in person or talked with you even, you know, through Skype or anything. This is my first time on Skype, as I said. But, <laughs> you know, I haven't really talked with you or seen you in years, right? I, I think it's been like at least four years. Yeah. Yeah, at least. Yeah. Right. And so this is a, probably, you know, I don't know if I'll ever actually see you again in person, maybe one day. But really, I just want to apologize for <laughs> being so like melodramatic about that whole thing and like really just kind of cutting you off right like I I think I was kind of rude and I actually I well I don't know I don't want to like embarrass you but I remember the text message that you sent Uh when you you just um I don't remember you said something leading up to it I don't remember what it was like oh I heard like you and Paul are seeing each other or whatever and you just sent me this text that said dunzo I Which think, I thought was hilarious, but I was also just like, why? Like, why is this happening? Right. Like, yeah, that's really stupid. Like, I think in a lot of ways, like emotionally, I am still on that bus in sixth grade coming back from the class trip. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And yeah. like, that's how I deal with things. I just say, oh, that's done. You know, like, I mean, you like to me. Well, first of all, like it's so much time has passed. I like, right. I don't care. Whatever happened, like, I don't care. It's right. You know, it's fine. It's not a big deal to me. But to be honest, like, you know, as a female, like, mm-hmm. I know that like, like this, this happens. And like, so when you like are giving a lot of attention to a guy, mm-hmm. like, and you're thinking like in a way that, you know, uh, like, I really like this person. I really want to be good friends with this person. Right. Like, you know, you need to make that 
clear because guys don't always like get that. We're very so it's sort of this. Well, it's this. It is. It is a responsibility that I feel often falls on the woman to kind of be like you know make clear like where things are sort of going. Yeah, and that's really because guys, you know, myself included, obviously, we tend to be it like total idiots. And someone just needs to be kind of like the adult and say, this is what's going on. Right. Um, hey, Mary, let's take a quick break. Okay. And we, we can like save the recordings, you know, make sure that that's all good. Um, and when we come back, if you can stick around for a little while, we can talk about, you know, what you and Paul are up to now over there in the, the Czech Republic. Okay. Maybe get Maybe get into the music thing a little bit. I know you guys sure. do that. Okay, so we'll take a quick break, and we will be back. Do we have to do the counting thing again? (laughs) The counting thing didn't really work out uh, last time, so I don't know if it's necessary. Wait, let's do it. Okay. Three, two, one, go. And then, uh, uh, I and then don't you know. say you just say it. All you do is say it, and like then you Im- start. Like immediately after you. Right? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Go do it again. Three, two, one, go. Three, two, one, go. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're supposed to. That's like then you start the show, like as if we were like coming back. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, we are back from a break. <laughs> Back from a water break. Back from a water break. Um, so okay, so we've got the first part saved at least, which is good. I don't, I don't, Mary, I shouldn't say that. I like how you're exposing like the uh, inner I know. workings of like making a podcast. We did the countdown thing again, and we we think everything is. I think safe. we got it right on the second try with the countdown this time. Yeah. All right. We'll see how this all. T- I actually think, even though I'm really anxious about it now and kind of somewhat convinced it's not going to work there's a maybe a bigger part of me that thinks it'll be fine i think it'll be fine (laughs) i like that uh optimism is winning out yeah i'm trying to be a more positive person um how do you send me your file through the email um (laughs) uh yes i'll email it to you okay it'll just be like you know because it's in GarageBand, so it'll just be like i'm sending you a track or something okay We'll figure it out. Yeah. The internet. I'll just Google it. I'm sure I'll figure it out. Okay. So we're back from a break. And, oh, I keep, st- I don't know if I'm going to include that stuff. <laughs> I'll just re, I'll re, uh, like I'll do the segue again, just in case. Okay. All right. All right. So we're back from a break. Mary, you've got some fresh water. Uh, fresh lemon water. Fresh lemon water. I've got some cold coffee here. I'm going to finish Wait, is it. it. Is it purposely cold or it's just gone cold? Oh, no. Yeah, that good point. No, it was hot at one point when we started, but now it's gone cold. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if I start dragging, you know, whether I'm that desperate that I'll All need right. to drink it. So, okay. So, Mary, you're over in Prague, like we mentioned uh, in the first part. What's going on with that? Like, how, you guys went over there... It, has it been like two two years now or longer? Um, it'll be two years in September. And how did you guys first 
how was how did that first present itself as an option to you? Um, so originally when I was um, before I went to um, college, I went to a community college. And my uh, COD, uh, College of DuPage. Oh, I was te- I was teaching there, actually. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it was at, probably not at the same time. No, no, was no. It? I was no, teaching no, no. there Yeah, like, this was like a long year. time ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they have like a really great study abroad program. Um, I was taking German and my German teacher, he was from Austria and he like, so he was leading this program. Um to go to Austria for like a week and then it was like um, three weeks I think in Germany um, so yeah I just like asked my parents to like help me do it and I mean I really just didn't know what I wanted to do with my life at that right. point or at any point yeah um, so I was just like I was like all right this would be really cool like I didn't really want to go to college at that point like so I was just kind of figuring out so I did the study abroad thing and I loved it not like the studying part but just like being in Germany and like it was the first time I'd ever left the country other than Canada right. um, so I just like loved it and I knew that I always wanted to live abroad um, but I'm not somebody who can like live by myself. I don't do well <laughs> when I live by myself. So I was always looking for somebody to go with me, like friends, like everybody. I'd be like, Hey, have you ever, have you ever thought about teaching English abroad? Mm-hmm. Um, no takers. Uh, so, <laughs> so, so you found a husband. <laughs> so I found a husband, uh, and forced him to come with me. No, but so, um, Paul and I were dating and, um, we were living um, in Brookfield, which is like half an hour outside of Chicago. I was working in an office, and it was just really boring. Yeah. Like, I don't fault people who can work in an office because, you know, it's it's a good job if, if you're happy doing that. But for me, I, like, I would just be projecting, like, 20 years into the future. Like, I'll still right. be sitting at this desk. I'll be, like... 50 pounds heavier and like just you know I just couldn't stop thinking about like this is going to be my whole life if I like stay in this office um and then at the same time Paul just could not find a job he left a job that he really didn't like and then after that he just couldn't find anything like not even like retail for like a year so I was also so I was in this job that I didn't like and I was also supporting both of us and I wasn't really making enough money to be doing that So I was just, you know, I just started talking to him about it and just said, you know, I think this is the perfect time for us to do something like this. Like, there's nothing keeping us here. And there's like plenty of work if we like went abroad. And so, you know, we just kind of decided that that's what we would do. Um, And then originally we wanted to go to Japan, but their training program was like a week long. Mm -hmm. And then you would just be teaching. And that was like terrifying to me because I, you know, I don't have, I'd never taught or anything. Um, And so we just kind of started looking around and um, Paul's best friend, um, her mom uh, has been living in Prague for like three or four years now. Mm -hmm. Um, And she's like very close with Paul. Um, So she said like, you know, you guys, if you guys come here, like you can stay with me. There's really good like TEFL, which is teaching English as a foreign language is a really good TEFL program you could take. Um, and there's plenty of work. Um, and then the other thing is that I'm, my like heritage is Czech, my last name, uh, which I pronounce Jedlika, or which yeah. I grew up pronouncing Jedlika, but actually here it's Jedlička. Which um, is, I like I, that. Yeah. Jedlička. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've had to get used to it. Um, I like it, but 
I, but sort of the problem with that, because I didn't change my name once I got married, the mm-hmm. problem is that people are like, your last name is Czech. Why don't you speak Czech? Right. And to which I'm like, well, I'm, you know, I'm from America. Uh, <laughs> I've never been here before um, and all those sort of things. But anyway, so that was another reason, like no one in my family that I know of had really been back to the Czech Republic. Like my great, great, great grandfather left in like 1886 or something. So, Mary, I have a question because <laughs> yes. you, di- you didn't change your name no. when you got married. No. Why do. But on Facebook. <laughs> Yeah, what's with the Facebook thing? Um, I mean, we we intend to one day change both change our names to yeah. uh, Cardona, but we got married a month before we moved um, here, so there really just wasn't time. Right. Oh, I see. And we and we had this whole sort of like you know I was like, well, I think you should take my last name, and like right. neither of us really wanted to take the other person's last name, and um, so Paul was adopted, so his birth name was Cardona uh and so we just kind of settled on Cardona but we just haven't gotten around to actually changing it I so it's see. only so it's only been changed on Facebook right <laughs> Which but it's is very co- <laughs> it's very confusing for people here you know because people back home like they know me as like Mary Jedlica right but uh but here people they think that our name is like Cardona and so I don't know we'll just like my friend was trying to find me on um some like on vine and she's right. like i can't find you on there and like i thought <laughs> about it for a minute and i was like oh well i'm my name is mary jedlica on vine she's like ah yes i was searching for mary cardona so it leads to small problems but uh so this is not i mean i'm going to say this is a segue i found that if you say this is a segue or like <laughs> you say uh oh that you know, brings up this question. People kind of just go with it, even if it doesn't make sense. Okay. So I'm gonna say, this is a segue that brings me to like a, you know, because you mentioned this a little bit uh, and any kind of like language barrier that exists for you guys in the Czech Republic. I because I don't even I mean, because it's right next door to Germany. Right. Mm-hmm. But what language this is how ignorant I am. What language do we speak in the Czech Republic? Czech. Czech. Yes. Okay. And what's, and so you're teaching the kids English, right? Yes. Do you, and you don't have to really know any Czech to do that? Uh, no. Um, I mean, especially, like, because we live in Prague, like, mm-hmm. it's a major city, so we really can get by on English. Um, you, if you go outside of Prague, like, you need Czech. Right. But are, and I've heard this about... The only play I'm such like a well I'm not from England but if you're from England, what I'm how I'm about to describe myself they call this like a little Englander you know someone who doesn't go out of the country or okay. uh, is like scared to do it not really xenophobic or anything necessarily but I just haven't had a lot of opportunities to travel and I think also I'm kind of part of me is afraid to do it. That, I've only, there's a lot to worry about when you're yeah traveling. I've I've been to Mexico though. And yeah. this, is, this is the thing, you know, people like I say, I'm scared to travel. But the one time I did leave the country was a few years ago. And I with a few other people, I drove down, eh, not quite down to central Mexico, but quite a ways into Mexico. Um, and then there was a hurricane 
and so the police, you know, they all, you know, I mean, we all know about like Mexican police and all the yeah. crazy stuff that happens. Uh, but then there's put a hurricane on top of that. So there's like this national emergency and everyone has a machine gun. And like my Spanish kind of reading comprehension is decent, but I got elected to drive, which is not really that smart because I can't really read the road signs and then you've got guys with machine guns you know yelling at you to do certain things and when they're yelling like i don't know what's happening you know and so i'm just trying not to die but i I can't imagine really that it's much scarier than that in like the czech republic i should just go to the czech republic or i should go the czech republic is really safe place yeah like it's not i've i've never really felt afraid here and yeah. I'm and I'm a very scared person, <laughs> so that says I think that's something that says something good about uh, the Czech Republic. So, do you get an opportunity to travel um, like around Europe? You know, I had a friend when I lived in Chicago. I was working at the Symphony Center, and I had a friend from England, and he said like when he took that job, he just flew directly from England to Chicago. He had never been anywhere else in the United States, and it was the summertime, and he wanted to do something. He he said that he wanted to do, like, the most American thing for the 4th of July. So I said, well, the most American thing I can think of is that we drive from Chicago down to Texas and we go to Willie Nelson's 4th of July festival, like his barbecue that he has every year. Of course. And we did that. And he was just amazed at how big the country was. You know, we drove for seven hours and we were just then reaching, like, southern Illinois. You yeah, know? sure. Um, and he was saying, you know, I could have driven across several countries by now in like Eastern Europe. And I guess that's true, you know, depending on how you're kind of entering and exiting those countries. But do you have an opportunity to get around much to other countries in Europe? Um, Sort of. I mean, like the nearby countries. So we've been to Poland and Hungary and Germany and Austria. Um, And I think that's it. Like, I mean, places like um france and like italy japan like these are still expensive places to go so like like lots of people we know here um their parents sort of help them out so they're able to like travel a bit more okay um but we haven't really we've had the opportunity to travel but mostly through our band actually like that's kind of why we started the band and it's been a great way to like sort of travel with a purpose right so like we did a show in uh, warsaw in poland and it was like amazing and we met like the most amazing people and just got to hang out with them and like i mean i think it was just like the best way to see that city um and so we're trying to plan more stuff like that so um like we met this guy we've actually seen him play twice um, he's a German musician, and so we're working on a tour for the fall. Like, we'll play um, a few shows in the Czech Republic and then a few shows throughout Germany. Um, and then Paul met another band, like an Italian band, and so he's trying to, like, figure out if they can set up a show for us in Italy. Um, and so that's kind of now, like, the first year, we really we didn't go anywhere. We were too broke to go anywhere, do anything. Right. Um, but so now we're really trying to like use the band as a way to travel. Yeah. So I wanted to talk with you, Mary, about the band and what you and Paul are doing. I mean, it sounds great, you know, using that as an opportunity to travel around and stuff. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about kind of the genesis of that project? Was that something you guys were doing 
before you got to Prague or was it something you started, you know, explicitly because you wanted kind of a, an excuse to get around? Yeah, we definitely started in Prague. Like I, you know, I was in band when I was in like elementary school, but I had never seriously played an instrument Mm -hmm. or done any kind of performing or anything like. So this was all very terrifying to me. Right. Um, But so last like so when you're teaching English like um, in Europe, like uh everyone is on holiday over the summer. So there's not really work over the summer. Like you can do like summer camps and things like that, but you're, you know, you'll have a set schedule and then it kind of ends for a few months and then like picks up again in the fall. So basically we just had the summer off and we didn't have any money to do anything. Sure. (laughs) So we just decided to start, um, yeah, this like band. Uh, Our band is Hey Rabbit. With Um, With an exclamation mark. Yes, Hey exclamation point rabbit. Right. Um, and so, yeah, basically we just spent the summer like writing songs. Um, Paul was teaching me, I play the melodica and the glockenspiel. So he was kind of teaching me how to do that. And it was basically, yeah, just our way to kind of pass the time. And then once we realized that like it, uh, wasn't awful, right. we were like, <laughs> okay, maybe we could actually do something like this. Like we could play some shows cause Paul had been playing by himself, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, he he sort of had a hard time writing just by himself. I see. Um, and so, yeah, so we just decided to do it together. So, like, um, mixing another person into the equation, what, like, kind of creatively was inspiring to him or challenged him in a new way? Like, how do I incorporate this other yeah, person? Yeah, yeah. I see. Because, like, he had been playing, he had been playing shows just by himself. Right. Um, But, like... Uh, so I started writing lyrics basically. So I had never done this before, but, um, you know, I have always loved writing. And so this is the first time that I've really actually done anything with writing. Mm -hmm. Um, but so I would, I, a lot of the songs I'll write the words and then he'll write the music. And so it's kind of worked out that way. And he's written some of the words for some of the songs too, but that's sort of the general way that it works. So the one instrument you were, you were uh, mentioning, what was it? The melodica? Mm-hmm. This is the um, thing that you're like blowing into, right? Yes, yes. So it's like a tiny keyboard, um, but it doesn't run on electricity. It has a tube and like you power it by breathing into it. That is interesting. Uh, we specifically, and then Paul plays the ukulele, like we specifically chose things that were small and like easy to transport so that we could yeah. travel with them easily. This Can people find this music on the internet if they're interested and intrigued yes we have a band camp um uh hey hey rabbit dot band dot com wait two hays was it yes hay, everything hay, hay. everything has two hays because just hey rabbit is always taken oh, so all of our sort of like uh social media stuff is hey hey rabbit no exclamation point Okay, so if you're just, looking for it, hey, <laughs> why don't you just change the name of the band then to Hey Hey Rabbit? To Hey Hey Rabbit? Yeah, I'll take it uh, under advisement. There uh, might be some like you know producer or agent trying to find you guys, but he can't because he thinks <laughs> there's too much Hey Rabbit stuff yeah, on the internet already. Yeah. It's true. It's a possibility. Or you can <laughs> change your name to like our original name was taken. Yeah, that would be a good one. Ex- yeah. But we'd have to put like an exclamation point somewhere in there. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, or like a frowny face. But anyway, um, so we only have uh, three songs, like the same three songs forever on our band camp. We're working on recording a longer album, but it's hard because like we wanted to put like drums on it. Oh, and sure. All this kind of stuff. So we've been looking for like a snare drum to borrow, but it's we don't know people in bands here really. Like we know a few, but not many. So it's been a slow process. We're kind of accumulating instruments and things. Yeah. Well, it sounds good. I mean, it sounds like uh, things are happening kind of organically, which yeah. is o always good, you know. Um, so find Hey Rabbit by searching for <laughs> Hey Hey Rabbit. Yes. With no exclamation points. Yes. And you can listen to Mary and Paul do their thing. You need a you need a Peter in there. That's I know. We're well here it's Petter. <laughs> oh Petter. Petter, Paul, and Mary. <laughs> that could be good. I like that it. is actually kind of good. <laughs> yeah. With we an exclamation point find, yeah. somewhere in there. Petter exclamation point. I like and then it. Paul and Mary. <laughs> um so maybe the last we can end on a ridiculous note here, Mary. You brought up during the break, right? This like a uh, <laughs> shared interest we had in paranormal activity, <laughs> like like not the film but the actual phenomenon, I guess. And what's funny about that, and I don't do you actually do you believe in like ghosts and things? Um, I don't, but I want to believe. Right. That's exactly where I'm like, we're Fox Mulder, basically. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Well, I guess he really does believe, but, you know, the poster <laughs> he had, I want to believe. That's how I feel. Like, I don't believe in ghosts or anything, but mm -hmm. I'm so fascinated by those quote-unquote reality shows where they do the ghost hunting. And yeah. that was one of the things, like, when you and I were hanging out, you know, with uh, Carly and Abby and those people, we would all watch that show Paranormal State. Yes. And if people haven't watched Paranormal State, I don't know what's wrong with you. You need to get on that. <laughs> if for no other reason, Chip Coffee, right? The, the psychic yeah. guy. Um, yes. But yeah, Mary, do you want to talk about like this crazy idea we had? Sure. I mean, so I've I've always loved like any kind of like haunted show, like just I love being scared in that way. Right. Uh, so I'd always love shows like this. So I don't know. I mean, I just like I said, I didn't go out much my first few years of college. <laughs> so I just watch a lot of TV. Um, so I just found this show, Paranormal State. And there, do you remember what school they're at? Uh, it, was it Penn State? Penn State. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um. So it's this just. Yeah, it's just the show. Um, they're at Penn State, and they just form this group where they like investigate paranormal activity, and it's a reality <laughs> show. And they're very, they're like super serious about yeah. it, which makes it amazing. And they have all these amazing like psychic friends, right? And like, uh, well, that one time Ryan, who's basically the host or he's like the yeah. leader, you know, he there were some episodes where he claimed to be, what's the word? Uh, What's that called when there's like a demon inside you? He possessed. 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 There's like a demon following him, right? Like throughout yeah. his life. Right. So he says. Wait, you know? and they and they and they dare not speak his name. <laughs> right. 
I think they like wrote it on a piece of paper, like on the show. Yeah, and I remember when I saw that, because this is the thing, right? Like we said, I don't believe that this is actually true and that the, I don't believe in demons or ghosts or anything, but I wanted to find out what the demon's name was, you know, because they wouldn't say it. They they wrote it on a piece of paper, but they didn't show the piece of paper. So yeah. I, ha I had to go on the internet and I'm trying to find like paranormal state, you know, discussion boards. Like, what is the demon's name, you know? And um, I don't know why I was doing that, but that that's that's what these shows will do to you. But the psychic friends, yeah, like Chip Coffee, uh, just just go on YouTube and search for Chip Coffee, and you'll. He's just an incredible uh, human being. <laughs> he put the and... the ping pong balls on his <laughs> his eyes. <laughs> yeah, so we had this idea we were going to start like our own paranormal whatever research club. Group. But I don't remember what we called it. It was like I, maybe it was just like NIU research. No. I don't know. Something. Maybe it didn't. I don't think it had a clever name. Maybe we just never had a clever name for it. Maybe this that was the problem. But the, we did have a like a Facebook group. <laughs> yeah. And we did have a photo that did you Photoshop it or maybe been John Prisney? I'm not sure. I don't remember. What was the photo of? It was so it was a photo of like the cast. Right. And then with our faces. So we each had a character. So I think I think that you were Chip Coffee. <laughs> And John Prisney was uh, Sergi, who is like the kind of like lovable, um, <laughs> like, I don't know what. He was the kind <laughs> of like just nerd. He was a lovable nerd. Right. So that was John. Um, uh, who was, was I Ryan? I don't, I honestly else. can't remember. I may have been Ryan because I think that I was perhaps leading all of this. Like I maybe initiated this thing. Right. And then Carly and Abby were um, the two girls. And you also had that demon following you, so. It's well, yeah, and so I had a similar <laughs> yeah. life history, right. um, you know, which I don't know if we have time to get into that, but. No. Uh. So this is what we should do, Mary. Uh, maybe, and this is just so maybe we have an excuse to stay in touch with each other, but we can be real innovators here and start the first virtual paranormal research group. Wow. We can like simultaneously investigate haunted places. Well, you know, See, you're you're in Czech Republic. I, did you ever watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer? No, I never. I I mean, I had friends who were into it, but okay. I, yeah, well, I, I never well, really anyway, did. There's there's one episode where there is a demon on the Internet. Oh, wow. Um, And so I thought that was where you were going. Like, we're going to investigate the Internet somehow. But oh, now that's... I see what you're saying. Like, well, <laughs> no, I like your idea more. I'm going to look into that. I'm going to maybe try to is find the Internet episode. haunted. It must be. It has to be. It, yeah. Of course it is. <laughs> that it would explain all of the problems I have on the internet, like trying to work the Skype yesterday. I spent, seriously, three three to five hours trying to figure out how to work Skype. And I, I, I don't... I mean, there's not that much to I it. I know. I know. I shouldn't I, be admitting this, you know. It's it's embarrassing, but... Um, Mary, let's, let's wrap it up because I don't want to take any more of your time. Okay. But I really appreciate you coming on. I thought it was fun. Yes, I I enjoyed it very much. Oh, good. Well, uh, people can check out Hey Rabbit, right? Hey Hey Rabbit on the hey, internet. Hey, mm -hmm. Take a listen. Uh, anything else you want to plug, Mary? Any other projects you've got going on? Um, nothing at the moment. We do have. There is a side project we have called Terror Sweat. Wow. But Ter it's really, it's in the early stages. Okay. 
so so maybe we'll do an update at a later yeah, time definitely and, we'll, and hopefully we'll have we'll have something more awesome all right well thanks so much mary thank ha- you have fun over there <laughs> doing your thing and you have fun over there and i'll be there in august so oh cool well yeah, it, yeah well let's get together uh, is lauren coming back at that time um no i don't think so Okay. Well, this is now starting to turn into like a personal conversation, so we'll stop recording. (laughs) All right. Thanks so much, Mary, for spending some time with us. I really enjoyed it. People can go to the website, simlpodcast.com, and I need to thank my two executive producers, Corey Lockett and Delbert Bowers. Mary, any... Yes. Any... I would, my parting words, yeah. I think, should be in Czech because it's only appropriate. Nice. So I'd like to say, Naskled now, which is goodbye, and Hesky Den, which is have a nice day. <laughs> <laughs>